what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the Bench Bros Pick Show. We are going to discuss week four and week five of college football and NFL. So a lot of football action. We got some baseball talk we can talk about as well. Uh, NBA Media Day, I guess, is like a thing now. I didn't know it was like a huge like deal. And then ESPN spent like 20 minutes about the Lakers doing Media Day and taking photos. It's like, who cares? But anyway, we got NHL preseason. That's the more important part. But hey, Jordan, what's up, dude? Uh, not much, man. Uh, yes, Lakers Media Day is always going to be a thing when you're one of the best teams in the league. So you can just uh, sit back and enjoy it for a little bit. I can't enjoy it. What is there to enjoy? All the photos, the the new different. They have a, a nickname already for uh, LeBron, Westbrook, oh, and boy. Anthony Davis. They're, they're called 360 because their uniforms are number three, number six, and number zero. So we got, Oh, that's we got right. That. LeBron is six now. Yep, he's back in the six like Drake. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be an exciting year if everybody can stay healthy. LeBron's not from Toronto. Come on. <laughs> no, but I can't miss up the I can't pass up the chance to make a Drake reference. Uh, especially what's what's Cleveland's thing? Uh, four or something? Cleveland? I, I don't know. Nobody ever goes to Cleveland, so it's, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but uh. Our picks, like our best three picks, went uh, two and one last week. So we're we're handing out a winning card. Uh, I'm sure our Absolutely. other picks were winners as well, um, including my Denver Broncos, who are just on a tear. Von Miller got named AFC Defensive Player of the Month. So he's back. He's uh, he's a freak, and uh, they they definitely had a great month. We'll see if they can do it now against the Ravens this week. This will be their first really big test. Yeah, huge test. But uh, kind of want to talk about a little bit of baseball because. The, the races for the playoffs are getting extremely hot right now. And then one of the main reasons is like the AL wild card. You have the Mariners just coming out of nowhere. They're a half game out now. Like we were sitting here thinking that, oh, it was going to be Yankees, uh, Red Sox, or Blue Jays. And then the Mariners are just like, well, we took care of the A's. They're out of here. So, you know, why not? Why don't we play? Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. Obviously, the, the American League, the Yankees can't seem to close it out considering uh, Garrett Cole lost last night and the Red Sox were able to win. So now they're still only a game up on Boston for home field. And then, uh, you know, that uh, the National League is going to be interesting. I, I totally must have missed part of the season because I thought when San Diego made all those trades and free agent acquisitions that they are going to be in cruise control. And yet they're 78 and 80 and completely out of it. So. Dude, they um, suck now. Yeah, their manager's on the hot seat. He may be gone. It's going to be uh, an interesting offseason for them. Even last night, they were uh, they were up by like not. It was like nine four, and then all of a sudden, the Dodgers like had four home runs in the eighth inning and like scored six and won nine eleven. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean yeah. it's crazy to think like the Dodgers are in the wild card at one hundred and two and fifty six right now, which is I mean they have a and they could lose the hottest team in baseball right now. They could lose to the St. Louis Cardinals, who ripped off like a seventeen game win streak. Yeah, they had what the Cardinals had what like a three point something percent chance of um you know making, making it back in like August, yeah. and then they they go on this tear. It's uh if you were betting on them for you know all those games, that's pretty good. What was great too was that they were dogs the entire time. It seemed like, yeah, they. So you would make some really good money. All right, you want to get in some NFL talk? Let's talk about the game tonight, or or do you want to recap like the previous week, like we kind of usually do? Um, I'm so sick of Philadelphia. That under should have been the play, but like <laughs> they decided to lay a stinker right before Lashawn McCoy retires. 
Yeah, they uh, their defense is pretty bad. I mean, obviously, give the Cowboys credit; they have a they have a lot of different options um, offensively. But yeah, it seems like they're they're really in disarray, and it's not going to get any better for them because a, a ticked off Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are coming to town this week, so they're uh, they're going to be in for some some more. Well, bruises. that doesn't mean anything anymore. It, it doesn't, and like obviously, as we know, they're like <laughs> one in you know what is it like one in twelve and one now in their last you know fourteen weeks uh, against the against spread. Against the but, spread, yeah. Um, and, and you know seven and a half. We'll get to that later, but like seven and a half is a lot. But just in terms of like Philly giving up points, um, they're going to give whether they cover or not. They're going to give up a lot of points because if they can't stop Dallas, they're not going to be able to stop the Chiefs. And I think the yeah, Chiefs but, are going to be a little more focused this week. I have two things with the Chiefs this week, so we'll we'll divulge into that in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, last week was good. Um, for me, I went 3-2 and two with the team picks. Uh, only lost on the Saints, which I admit, uh, you know, picking the Patriots at home, I thought was a really good move, and I advocated it to a lot of different people, and uh, they got smoked. So. You raved about it last week. I, I did, I did, and... Uh, you know, so we're not going to uh, we're not going to be picking them again for a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the other one was the Bears, who you and I both thought were going to cover that teaser at plus thirteen and a half. Um, fourteen and a half. I had fourteen and a half. All they had to do was score a touchdown, and I win. It's yeah, like, and they just couldn't. I mean, obviously, give the Browns credit. Miles Garrett was a monster with four and a half sacks, and they had eight total, which was insane. No, Matt Nagy gave him that game. Matt Nagy totally like screwed that whole entire. He should be fired, but like he's still having the job. Like, I I feel like Adam Gase would have had a better game plan for Justin Fields than what Matt Nagy had. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, they're definitely struggling. Um, they uh, Matt Nagy has no clue what he's doing, and obviously with their injuries, I know Fields is banged up, Dalton's still banged up, so Nick Foles is in the mix for this week, former Eagles legend. So it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting week for them. But everything else hit. Like I said, I had the Colts Titans under that was pretty easy. Ditto for the Titans minus six. Uh, my teaser with the Cardinals and Panthers at one and a half each hit fairly easily, um, mm-hmm. and then I had that behind your Broncos five and a half in that teaser. Um, but you know the except the Bears Chargers easy. I gave that out as a like potential money line sprinkle last week. They won. Yep. Yeah. They uh they you know the Chiefs. It's a mix. You know they won that game. The Chiefs also definitely gave it away with four turnovers. But uh, yeah, the Herbert and those guys look good. Um, my player props. Yeah. Well, maybe but. if Mahomes looks at his receivers, like maybe they know that the ball's coming to him, so that <laughs> way it doesn't go through their hands. I I don't know. Just a quick suggestion. As a, yeah, it definitely backfired on him. Um, and then that last pick that he threw late was uh, really inexcusable for for him just chucking it up there on third down when he could have just punted and made Herbert go. Keep it coming, you know. though. Keep it coming. Let, let, yeah, let's yeah I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you're I want to hear NFL. I want to hear NFL films like not Long Last of Souls, Steve Sable. But like I want to hear um, who's our guy, uh, Enrique. Uh, yeah, Enrique Joseph is over there. Yeah, doing thing. I want to hear him voice over just like a, a montage of Patrick Mahomes turnovers. I think that would be like the best <laughs> clip ever. Just like w- slow mo, no look, uh, fingertips, interception. I think, you know what? Why don't we get a roll of that instead of just like everyone just raving about how great he is? I think you, that s- you sound great. like a very frustrated Broncos fan over the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I'm just a realist. I mean, that's that's what Patrick Mahomes is now, and that's what he will be for the rest of the year. So who knows? I'm really more upset that neither Mahomes nor Herbert hit their passing yards, which I, I picked both of them. I figured one of them, worst case scenario, would hit it. It um, didn't hit them, really? No, both were over 300, which is obviously a lot. But at the same time, yeah. Herbert had been over 330 the first um, 
you know, a couple of weeks. And uh, that overhit, though, right? Yes, it hit late. It, it was because of, I think, the Chargers the going Mike for that Williams. touchdown, which even that was weird. That like the fact that they went for a touchdown and didn't just like take the knees and kick the field goal was interesting. There was been some interesting play calls. Um, you know, San Francisco did the same thing. You know, snapping the ball too early with the clock, giving Rogers, um, also known as the goat, thirty-seven seconds uh, to come back on on. You know, Sunday night was uh, a curious move by by Shanahan. And I Jimmy still, G. I still like defend them because you're down six. You need you need to score. It's it's not like you fall at the one and then you have four chances to like go in. You still have like you're down. So like run in and score no matter what and have the defense win you the game. Yeah, I still I mean, use check of scoring. You're, you're absolutely right with the numbers. It was just like the fact that there was, you know, I forget what the number was on the clock, but there was still like 12 seconds left on the play clock. And I just think yeah. that they could have they could have ran it. You know, they, they still could have run the same play. They still would have scored, no doubt. But I just thought that Jimmy G would have had a little more presence of mind to, to at least let it get down to like five seconds and then hike it because, you know, every second matters. when. Well, you don't want to make it like really tight, you know, because like you're going to need those four plays to run it if you get that first down there and you like fall at the one and like, even then it's like, well, we're still down by six. It's like right. 30 seconds should win you the ball game. It should. <laughs> it really well, should. When you, go, when you go up against the greatest of all time, it's uh nothing's ever uh, a lock. So even I'd... then I was like, I was thinking, I was like, well, it's less than 40 seconds, which like 30 seconds is like really tight. So, and no timeout. So maybe they right. got it. And then, that happened. They just forgot Devonte Adams was on the field or whatever, which he shouldn't have been because he was knocked out in the third quarter. But yeah, he he, he definitely paid the uh, medical officials off because he got back real quick from what looked like a very big helmet to helmet that was ridiculous. He must have had a boxing trainer like telling him which numbers like to uh, hold up or whatever. How many fingers am I holding? Up? Like probably Rocky got a little pat on the back. First yeah. Movie. Yep. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, it was it's good. Cr- my, my player props stunk because of Mahomes and Herbert didn't hit, and then McCaffrey and Juju each got hurt. So uh, we had two no-shows and then two guys who didn't finish the game, but Kyler Murray and Allen both hit their props. So it was a little bit of a dip, but we're overall in the year, if you combine my team and player props, I'm yeah. 16 and 19 and trending way upward from where I started. So we, we got some more winners this week to get us to 500. Yeah, we'll get in the positive, especially if you're doing one unit plays anyway. You know, that's that's still kind of good for like being like three weeks because like the NFL is a beast itself to where people just find themselves like they'll make a bunch of money on Saturday from college football and think they're on top of the world. Then NFL just slaughters them down. But like if you're if you're hovering around 500, that's still a good spot to be. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's like worse. three, four weeks, like everyone's kind of feeling it out. The Vegas is feeling the lines out and feeling the teams out, and the teams are getting adjusted themselves. So after the first like four or five weeks, yeah. then you can really lock in and see, okay, who's covering, who's playing well, who's who's got a favorable schedule. Now that we know what teams' records are, like a, a lot of things clear up after the first couple of weeks. Yeah, well, that's kind of the thing. Vegas catches up too, and that's when everyone gets uh, slaughtered. That's, <laughs> exactly. That's the rough part. Right. But like everyone with teasers last week was holding for their breath and for the Baltimore Ravens, you know, like barely squeezing out against the Detroit Lions, which they should have lost because it was a delay game. But at the same token, Detroit should have stopped them on that fourth and 19 did not even allow Justin Tucker to have that 66 yard attempt. What a yeah, day it was yeah, for it, kickers on. You know, if, you, if you're a Lions fan, like obviously you're upset that they didn't call it and they generally swallow the whistles on that late. But it was pretty obvious that it was two seconds 
past the the expiration. But at the same time, you know, like you said, giving up that fourth and nineteen, you know, you're in prevent defense. Like you should have like eight guys back. I don't know how somebody gets that wide open. Uh, so and you know, you can't give Justin Tucker is the best kicker of our lives uh, probably ever. So you can't give him even the slightest chance. Well, are you picking Adam Vinatieri or Justin Tucker? So the way that I heard it on the other day on a podcast, because they, they discussed the same thing, and this is what I would agree with right now, Vinatieri has made the more important kicks, obviously, with several Super Bowl game winners and just you know time after time in the playoffs with all those years with the uh-huh. Patriots and then the Colts. But Tucker is the better like actual kicker. Like If they had a kickoff, Tucker's going to win pretty much every time. He's going to beat anybody in history. He's got the leg. He's got the accuracy. He's got the mental fortitude. Vinatieri's just been in bigger spots to hit them. But if you if you replace Tucker on those Patriots and Colts teams, I don't think the result would be any different. If not, it would probably be even a little bit better if that's possible. So, you know. But Brandon McManus literally won the Broncos a Super Bowl. He should be in this discussion, too. I mean, like, yeah, let's not him get and, that uh, wrong. Who else did you guys? You guys had Prater, right? Yeah, we had Prater. He had the yeah. original record. But everyone's yeah, like, guy, oh, it's it because it was a mile high. It's like yeah, it's still exactly. like sixty-four freaking yards, dude. Yeah, but you know, it's sixty-four in Denver is like fifty-nine everywhere else. So that's really where it was at. All right, <laughs> I'll, I'll argue if I can make like a fifty-yard kick, then I'll be like, okay, yeah, you, could. you can make a fifty-yard kick in Denver because it's only like forty yards. Well, we'll see. I mean, like eventually, once we become <laughs> big, like we'll we'll try that out, right? Yeah, you got to get in. The, you got to start doing the squats and those calf raises. Oh, the, no. I mean, like, can't skip like I loved like yarders. I, I loved like football training and everything like that. Just not again, though. Like, nah. I, I'm cool just chilling. All right. Let's <laughs> talk about, let's talk about the game tonight. So we have a uh, Jaguars Bengals. I mean, last Thursday's uh, night game kind of disappointed a lot of people Snooze because fast. the whole Davis Mills and McCat, like the Panthers injury game. I mean, like you could say it's a body bag game for the Panthers, but they still won by like multiple touchdowns. But we got the Bengals, we got the Jags. Line is at seven and a half. Over under is at forty-five. Did it change at all? Because that's what I got it locked in at. Um, let's see. Right now it is. It's been fluctuating all week. It's forty-six and a half. That's what I got it at. So it's still. Oh there. wow. So um, we got Bengals. We got Jags. Seven and a half. I don't people are saying like because T Higgins is out, uh Jesse Bates is gonna be out. Um, one of their starting corners is quite look gonna be doubtful. So I don't know. People are kind of like sniffing the Jags money line a little bit. What do you think? Uh I don't know about Jags money line, but seven and a half is a lot for a Bengals team that I mean, yes, they've beaten the Steelers and the Bears, but that's really not saying much at this point. Um no, they lost. Or no, the they lost to the Bears. They beat the 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 Vikings a week. Vikings one. in overtime. Yeah. And then the the Steelers last week, but the Steelers are pretty much in disarray. So I, I haven't been like, I haven't been you know worried about their loss, but I also haven't been upset or um, overreacting to like their wins either. So I, I don't think that they're incredible. So seven and a half is a lot. I, if anything, I would lean slightly to the Jags, even though they haven't played very well to start the year. They're they're due at some point, um, and maybe on a short week. Um, they can catch the Bengals off guard. But the only thing I like in this game is the over at 46 and a half. That's what I got it at. I mean, the, both teams don't play a lot of defense, especially the Jags. They're going to give up a lot of points, win or lose. Um, and But they can also, you know, Trevor Lawrence has shown, despite the mistakes, the ability to, to get points on the board as well. They had 19 last week against Arizona. Uh, I think they'll get 
closer to 21 this week. I have it 34, 21, um, Bengals, but, um, yeah, I think either way, whether they creep over the over or they, they hit it, you know, early on, I think they'll get there. That's probably the best bet. Would you say it's crazy to think that this is a must win game for urban Meyer? Well, I mean, I I just don't think he's going to finish the season as the coach, whether he gets fired or whether he goes to like USC. I don't either. Um, I just I think like week twelve, week thirteen, it's just going to be like, oh, Urban Meyer stepping down due to health and family reasons, and then two weeks later, he's in Southern California signing a contract for six years at USC or something like Remember that. Remember when Bobby Petrino did that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it happens. These college coaches go to the NFL. And they're just, it's a different game. It's a different speed. And and the biggest thing is like, you can't coach these guys. Like you coach college kids. You know what I mean? They don't, Mm -hmm. they don't fear you the way college kids do. They don't even totally respect you the way college kids do that. You know, you're so much more on the same level as opposed to college where like college, like you're doing the recruiting. These kids want to, you know, the kid's goal is to get to the NFL and they're like, wow, this coach could help me get there. So they're going to do whatever you say. But like, you know, in the NFL, like, you know, it's just a job. Like you're, you're no longer a big fish in a small pond. So um, it, it's right. tough for these coaches. You've seen Pete Carroll's really the lone exception um, that I've seen over the last couple of years of, or, you know, last you know, century really um, for, for coaches that have gone from college to the NFL. Usually it just doesn't work out. So I, I had no faith in urban from the beginning and these first couple of weeks have only magnified that. I even heard the rumors that he doesn't exactly have the locker room with him right now. And that's after three weeks. So that's pretty discouraging. I'd really love the over. That's kind of my whole thing. Whether it comes to the sides, like if I'm leaning towards the side, I'm leaning towards Cincinnati because the Jags, we've, we've talked about it for weeks now. They're just not in sync. Like Trevor Lawrence is an NFL quarterback and he's amazing and he's talented, but it's just, there's no rhythm to the offense. The talent on the offense, you can you can kind of see it. Maybe it changes with Travis Etienne coming back or something like that, right? But right now, just like the playmakers that they have, like Marvin Jones is the wide receiver one. Like DJ Shark is very shaky. LaVisca Chenault hasn't been, you know, what he's been hyped up to be as like a gadget kind of like, oh my goodness type of guy. And then the defense is always struggling too. Like teams are moving up and down the field on that defense. So Last week was kind of interesting. They had Arizona on the ropes. I totally think that Cincinnati's defense is going to be a bit loose today because mm-hmm. of like the injuries with Bates and uh, the cornerback. I forget. I can't remember his damn name. I got to look it up. But um, I feel like they'll be a little bit shaky. And also, it's prime time. So prime time overs are 7-1 this year. So I would like to take the over in that. Yeah, I agree. I think we're both both in agreement on that. I think the over, you know, I, I wrote my article at that now. Like I just said, hopefully if things go the way that they I expect them to, the over will just gonna it'll hit like late in the third quarter, and then we can all relax for the final <laughs> final fifteen yeah. minutes and not. Have to That's all gambling that. is. It's just saying, well, hopefully this happens. Yeah, it's a lot of maybes and ifs and wishes. Um, the only other <laughs> thing I had for tonight because the most of the player prop bets for Sunday's games aren't available yet, so I try to at least put one in there for the third. Thursday game to give somebody something. Um, right. I like I like Jamar Chase over 68 and a half receiving yards um, with T Higgins out with him and Burrow having that connection. He's hit over 68 and a half two of the three weeks, um, and he's a huge deep play threat. And as we discussed, Jacksonville doesn't have a defense. Uh, they actually didn't they trade one of their better cornerbacks? Didn't they trade Henderson um, I think to they Carolina? Did, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, think so. 
yeah, I, I think it, I think this is one of those games, kind of like last week where DJ Moore basically had his over uh, for receiving yards in the first quarter. I think we'll get a similar situation. You know, the first, first two drives for Cincinnati, Jamar's going to get a lot of looks. And with him, all it takes is one 50-yard bomb where he gets him behind the defense and you're 75% of the way there. So I think over 68.5 for Jamar Chase is good. Man, what fool school did Jamar Chase pull us on uh, during the preseason, right? Like yeah, saying, he, oh, the, like he can't catch the balls or whatever. Oh man, he I must. You know what? Like his family or someone must have had like a Jamar Chase like rookie year award winner or something like that. Where like he was just like, you know what? Let me let me drop the lines a little bit for you, and just like went out and just started dropping everything. And then Joe Burrow was like, all right, he's he's going to be fine. And then him saying all that <laughs> other stuff. I think I think he was pulling something. He had to be. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, I, the fact that he sat out for the year, which was fine, and then like he comes in, and he's dropping all these passes, and then he makes the weird statement about the ball not having the white stripes on the tips or whatever. Which it is was, a thing. Like that's a legit thing. <laughs> that white stripe, you're just like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, the, the ball rest of the ball is the same. Like it's still a football. Like it's not like you're going from. Well, the ball's a little out. bit bigger. This is what you signed up for, though. You've been if he, if if he took the year <laughs> off like he did at LSU, like he like he was not playing. I wouldn't yeah. be stunned if he wasn't practicing with it. Why would he not be practicing with an NFL ball and all of his training? Like to me, that's why the statement didn't make any sense because it was like if you're training for the NFL and you're not playing college, you have no reason to use a college ball. So he should have been training with NFL balls the whole time and coming to camp fresh. And- well, maybe he was trained with the CFL balls. Like, we don't know this guy's budget. Like, that that's where the stripe is, like, completely around the ball. I, I promise you this. You pay me the money that he's getting paid to be a receiver in the NFL, I will adjust to the ball quicker than anybody. <laughs> you give me that money, I, I, I will do my job. That's all it comes down to. I, w- I would practice with the uh, Aussie Football League uh, football. How's that? I practice with a rugby ball to get adjusted. Whatever I got to do to get adjusted. <laughs> like it's uh, it, was, it was weird. But, I mean, at least I was, I'll give him credit. Like He's proven everybody wrong. He's played really well so far. So I, I imagine that continues. So I, I think we're both – Probably in agreement that that his over he, and then the over for the game are, are really really good tonight. Hey, anytime touchdown score. I mean, like he's he scored in every oh, single game so far. And you gotta think, I don't think Mixon scored last week, but I feel like Mixon's gonna get into because they'll get down to the goal line and you know Jacksonville's yeah. run defense isn't any good. Mixon's been playing really well. He hasn't gotten hurt yet, so he's still been. Um, Mixon's uh, rushing props have been three and zero so far, so that's like a good like gambling nugget if you're looking for player props it is undefeated so far and i think it's set at like 82 or something tonight but he's up to 88 and a half um which is a lot but at the same time like you said it's, it's a hit every game this year and if the game goes the way you expect it to go they should be running the ball a lot in the second half right so should get a lot of carries so yeah i mean if you people let you know if you if you believe in mixing i'm just always wary of mixing for anything just because <laughs> he's been just, hurt that's why he could get hurt they could you know something could happen it's just all sorts of weird stuff you know bad vibes with him but um i, I do think he could score tonight whether he gets the yards or not i think he'll definitely get in the end zone because you, you got to you know running backs are like centers you got to keep them happy you got to feel the ball and give him good touches. Uh, so in this case, that means getting them touches near the goal line so he can score touchdowns. You were talking about centers in basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not uh, like centers oh. in the NFL. Yeah. Sorry. I, I should have clarified my analogy. But yeah, I was about like, to say, we got to get some screen passes for our centers yeah. <laughs> here. What are we doing? It's like Shaq back in the day, man. If you don't give him a couple touches where he can get easy dunks, 
he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna be, he's gonna stop setting screens around the floor. So, yeah, or he tucks the ball at Charles Barkley's head or something like that, you know, exactly. <laughs> so, here's my uh lottery ticket kind of uh same game parlay, uh, parlay. If you, I, I pretty much say it's the same game parlay, but it's a long shot because I had the promotion for it and got a free uh token. So here, here it is. It's uh Bengals minus uh seven and a half. I do think they get that. Like, I think it's a 14 point game. And then uh Jacksonville tries to score down like late, get the garbage time TD, but it doesn't happen. Uh I like the over. I gotta have 45. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep Brian and Jamar Chase as an anytime touchdown scorer. Like, why not? Yeah, because, absolutely. Like, he, he's been doing it, so I'm I'm not gonna go against it. Plus T Higgins being out, that's like money for him uh trevor lawrence anytime touchdown score i think he gets into like a probably rpo qb sneak something like that i think i feel like he'll get in the end zone in one way or another uh joe burrow over uh 251 and a half passing yards and then james robinson over 50 52 and a half rushing yards that's a ten dollar bet to pay out a thousand one hundred and sixteen dollars so oh you're trying to you're trying to go to sizzler after this bet Get you a nice oh, yeah, absolutely. Dinner. Well, no, uh, you ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse? I have not. I've seen them on social media. Oh, pretty dude, nice. The best ever. It's just like they just walk around with steaks on their skewers and they just slice up a slice for you and put it on your oh, plate. Oh, it's like it's one like of those. Oh, so it's like I went to in uh, King of Prussia. They have Fogo de Chao, which is like basically the same thing. They walk around with all the meats and you just tell them like which ones you want. And they, they have like different cooks on all the skewers so you can get like one medium rare one medium yes yeah it's nice it's awesome and you have like that red card green card you just flip it over to green and then they just come right to your table it's just like yeah yeah it's gonna stay green for a while i don't play games when it's all you need (laughs) dude it's awesome it's like the best especially here in new york they got some really really good ones it's it's incredible but um so we got the sunday slate we got week four uh, kind of interesting lines as it seems right now. One of the most interesting lines to me is Washington and Atlanta minus one and a half. Uh, Washington's way. That's a that's a weird game because no one really thought Washington would be in this spot, especially the way their defense has been playing. But kind of wanted to get your thoughts because I've been back and forth on it. Maybe it's just a stay away game for me. I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely I I stayed away from it just. With the fact with you know you, you don't know what Heine he's going to give you week to week um and you know the defense which I think he would I think he's like a good playmaking style QB they yeah, just he, went against fine. the Bills last week yeah they ran into it they ran they ran into a buzzsaw and Josh Allen was you know uh, obviously had a great week but um yeah I mean I stayed away from it I didn't pick it but if like I had to pick it I would I would go with Washington just because their defense is pretty good the Falcons have shown us nothing besides a scraping by on a field goal and against the giants last week. Like that's the most positive thing they've done all year. So I'm not really encouraged by anything Matt Ryan or that team is doing right now. Um, so even though they're at home, I would still take Washington. You know, they may only win by like four or five, but I think they'll win. Atlanta, man, like me and Brandon talk about the drive, just like what a travesty for that franchise. Just being like pretty much everyone's darling, like to win that Super Bowl, And then ever since, then and then the Julio Jones in Philadelphia, the pass going through the fingertips on that fourth down in the end zone. Ever since then, it's just been like tragic for Atlanta Falcons fans. 
It's been yeah, tough. they're on they're on the longest Super Bowl hangover in recorded history. Um, so it's it's not going to get any better anytime soon. Yeah, that's the legit Super Bowl hangover that no one wants. But uh, let's go through some of these other lines. So we have uh, Detroit versus Chicago. Chicago's favored by three. Uh, Tennessee going to the Meadowlands to play the Jets. Tennessee's favored by seven. A.J. Brown seems like he's going to be out for that game. Julio um, maybe out too. Julio maybe as well. Uh, we got Browns, Vikings. Uh, Browns getting two and a half on the road. Uh, Colts, Dolphins. Dolphins are right now favored by one and a half. Very interesting line there. Uh, Carolina versus the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys are favored by four and a half. Uh, Giants, Saints. Saints uh, minus seven. Chiefs, Eagles. The Chiefs are favored by seven. Uh, it's going to be Andy Reid's homecoming if he ends up coaching from his health issue uh, going to Philadelphia. I don't think he misses that game, though. He can't miss that game. No, uh, we got miss it. We got the Bills minus 15 and a half going up against the Texans at home. I kind of think they cover that. Uh, <laughs> Rams versus the Cardinals, a battle of three and O teams out West. Uh, Rams are favored by four and a half Seahawks versus the 49ers. 49ers are favored by three Baltimore versus the Broncos. Right now it's a pick them, but right now they're giving the slight edge to Baltimore uh, Steelers versus the Packers. Packers are minus six and a half. Then we got Tom Brady's homecoming. Uh, going back to Foxborough for the Sunday night game. The Bucks are actually favored by seven points there. And then the Monday night game is the Raiders versus the Chargers. Chargers are minus three. Yeah, a lot of interesting lines this week. I don't know that there's a lot that I love. Uh, it's definitely a weird. I see a lot of, like you said, seven, seven and a half point lines. It's Those are iffy, you know, anything Pick over touchdown. Yeah, so it's it's tough. The the one that I love the most, and this is part one of the Chiefs, is I just love their over. I think it's at 31.5 points. Um, team I total? Think, yep, team total over 31.5. You know, they, um, they even though they lost last week and they've been a little sloppy, they had 33 week one against the Browns. They had 35 week two at the Ravens. And then they only had 24 last week, but they had four turnovers, two of which were in the red zone. So you have to think that they would have gotten to, to 31 at least. Um, without turning the ball over that many times. Plus the fact that, like you said, Andy Reid's homecoming in Philly. It's the second time being back. They've played the Eagles twice overall since he left, and they're 2-0. and um, But, you know, it's, not only is he going to be fired up, but I think the team is going to rally around that. The fact that he did have that little medical scare last week after the game, I think they're going to be fully behind him. They're going to come out and play with, for the first time all year, I think they're going to play with a little little heart, a little, little motivation. I think they've been kind of trying to sleepwalk through these games, and uh, I think they're going to step it up. So I think they get to, I have them, I have them beating Philly 42-24. to 24. Um, they're still going to they're still going to give up points. So if you like the over, I know the over is like 52 or 53 or something, but it's um, pretty high. Ju- just in case the Eagles really don't show up, uh, I just like it's the team total. It's 54 and a half. Yeah, it's a lot, but both teams' defense obviously has not been up to par so far. But I, regardless of what Philly does, I just like the Chiefs over 31 and a half. That's that's four touchdowns and two field goals or five touchdowns or however you want to spin it. Uh, I just think Mahomes and those guys get there. Think about the the thing about the Chiefs is like they just don't cover. It's so weird. Like uh, I, I yeah, feel they, more comfortable with the team total. You're right. That's a good. That's a good spot. But I, it's a stay away game for me because I just don't know what Kansas City is gonna do. 
Well, and, yeah, seven and a half is, 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 it's heavy. You know, that's what I've seen it at seven, seven and a half. It's, it's a little tough. And like you said, they have, it's going to fluctuate between those. And like, if you, if you want, I think you, you shop around that number to see if you can get six and a half anywhere. Yeah. I had a friend that got it at six and a half on bet MGM Sunday when the Eagles are getting smoked and then Vandal took it off in the middle of that game to adjust it by like a point, point and a half. Um, Smart. And, just double check. It is at seven right now. So it went from six, to, uh, six and a half to seven and a half. Now yeah. down to seven. What I'm I did, sure if you look hard enough, you'll be able to find it somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but if you are lazy and don't want to look it up and at multiple places, you can just do what I did, which was this is the second part for my Chiefs, which is put them in one of my favorite things, as we know, a teaser. Um, and I put them in a six point teaser with the Lions. So the Lions go up to plus nine against the bears, which I think the Lions are probably going to win that game anyway, but worst case scenario, they can cover a touchdown. And then the chiefs are now teased down to one and a half. So those two combined as a six point teaser. Um, and that, you know, you just need the chiefs to essentially win the game at that point, which is more manageable than asking them to cover. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, stay away from me. Maybe they'd be in my teaser somewhere. Cause I do think they win the ball game, but I just don't feel comfortable with seven laying with Kansas City. I mean, no, Mahomes is literally should. throwing no look interceptions. Why should I? Yeah, it's it's tough. Like, like I, if it, if you just are interested in the spread as it is without a teaser, like I totally would recommend to stay away. Um, it's just tough too because like Philly has shown us nothing as well. They you know they got smoked by Dallas. They lost at home to San Fran last time, and uh, they just haven't you know they beat Atlanta, but that's not saying much at this point in the year given how Atlanta's done. So there's just not a yeah. lot, not a lot to go on for Philly. But the Chiefs hasn't exactly impressed. I mean, if the, if the Chiefs. You know, if Mahomes, if they don't turn the ball over, you know, two times instead of four last week, and they end up beating the Chargers, you know, thirty to twenty-four instead of losing, or even Mahomes comes back at the end for like a thirty-one thirty win, the line's probably ten or eleven. Um, but just because of the fact that they they've stunk and their defense has been so bad, I think that Vegas just decided to kind of hedge it and put it in the middle. Um, but yeah, that's that's I said. I had the Chiefs twice this week. Those are my two: the, the over for their points, and then that that teaser. And you know, I said the Lions too. I like I think I like the Lions at plus Love two. Love the three. Lions. And Love I, yeah. the Lions. And, and mind you, I have the Lions. Uh, you know, my parlay bet under four and a half wins or whatever it is this year. So I don't want them to win. This but, is the one. But yeah, this this could be one of them. Um, so plus yeah. I gotta give it to Chicago. They stuck me last week. I I literally gotta <laughs> like get right back at them. Like screw them, pal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have lines under five wins separately, and then in a parlay with the Texans, I had them each under four and a half. So you know, I they've been off to a good start helping me out, but they're they're due for one. And I think this is the one, especially with not knowing if it's gonna be Fields or Dalton, and the fact that the Lions played Baltimore really well last week up until the final couple minutes is an encouraging mm-hmm. sign. Um. So, yeah, I definitely like the Lions this week. All right, a couple games I want to talk about, like some of the big games. Uh, So we have Rams-Cardinals. Cardinals Cardinals have been, like, awesome to watch this year, except for last week when they they didn't play their best against Jacksonville. I mean, the kick six was incredible to watch, too. But uh, that might be Jacksonville. incredibly dumb play call to even go out and Uh, kick. Well, I mean, like, Prater's, like, nailed it from that distance before so why not think he can do it again what was it 68 
Yeah, 68. Like, and, and again, like <laughs> it's not Denver's air. Like, if it was 68 in Denver, I'd say go for it. But 68, I mean, you saw Tucker 66 in a dome hit the crossbar and needed it to bounce in. So even though Prater does have probably a stronger leg, um, 68 is just asking a lot. It's humid down in Florida, so that probably you know, changes the ball flight as well. Um, and just the fact that like the risk, as you saw, is that you have, you know, out of the 11 guys, you have maybe seven or I don't, I don't know how the blocking scheme works for field goals, but it's all big guys, right? It's all big guys. And then the holder and Husky guys and tight ends. Yeah. And they not only do are they slow, especially when you have, you know, a, a, usually a speedy team trying to get through to block the field goal. You have that guy back there as the return man who gets 40 yards of momentum and it's a field goal unit. They're not used to covering in a kickoff or, you know, a punt return scenario. So they don't know how to close the gaps and fill lanes. So it's not a surprise that the guy took it back. He had all that momentum and all he had to do was beat two guys. And he did. So I would have rather, you know, especially on the road, just play it safe. You know, chuck the Hail Mary if you want, throw a dump off, see if you can get some magic happening there. But uh, yeah, it was pretty dumb. But um, do you oh, like... I think they'll do that from now on. You know? Yeah, I like, think. Yeah, let's scrap that. You know, sorry, Prater, <laughs> but no, we're not having that happen again. So, so do you like do you like the, the Cardinals this week or do you think the Rams continue off that momentum from a, a really great home win against the Bucks? Well, it's crazy that no one's like stopped Cooper Cup yet. He's just been going crazy with matthew stafford he puts on but, a clinic and route running if you're a high school or college receiver go watch him watch his film and it's not, you don't have to watch the 30 yard touchdowns just watch like the third and nines where stafford needs somebody to get nine yards he can run right to the first down marker cut in or out he has defenders lost half the time and it's just precise routes and he's got great hands he's so technically sound it's it's fun to watch it's weird he kind of looks like jake paul a bit which makes me hate him a little bit but <laughs> I would hope he's not it's Jake weird. Paul. Jake no, Paul. of course not. That's one of the highest overs this week, too, is 54 and a half in that game. Um, I'm kind of leaning. I'm leaning towards Arizona plus four and a half. I know people are just like, oh, the Rams are like awesome or whatever. But like Arizona is pretty stout, too. They got a good defense. Their offense is loaded. I just think it's like closer to like three points. I'm cool with like getting it at four and a half. I feel like. It's going to be a three to four point game, whoever the winner is. I mean, you, you kind of fear that if it goes into overtime, because then both teams can literally strike and score a touchdown and it'll be at six. And you're like, well, shoot, like my ticket, you got to rip it up and throw it in that garbage. But uh, I kind of like four and a half because it will be back and forth, be really close. And I think like maybe a game winning field goal gets it done. Yeah, it's interesting. The I like It's a good the- number. Yeah, it's it's fair. It's a challenging number. Um, the, obviously, the Cardinals have covered two of their three weeks. They they kind of laid a stinker at home against the Vikings, which is a little weird. So they've been a better road team so far. But um, I lean towards the Rams just building off the momentum. My first thought was hesitation because they had such a big emotional win over the Bucks. Like they clearly played their A game. McVay was fired up. Stafford was as good as he's looked all season. Um, yeah. And there's always that potential for uh you know the energy just being down kind of like the ravens right like the ravens have this big home win against the exactly. Chiefs. they expend all this energy and then they go on the road to detroit and like need that field goal like they struggle the whole game so there's that potential here but i still think the rams can cover four and a half i didn't pick it but i would i would pick it just generally and say take the rams four and a half for the reasons of i think that mcveigh is a good enough coach that he will 
prevent them from having that inevitable not that Harbaugh's a bad coach for Baltimore but they're also missing some guys right. on both sides of the ball but um McVeigh is a good enough coach to keep these guys motivated he wants them to keep the momentum Stafford has gotten Stafford has never started this well so they have he has this taste of success and I think all the guys are feeling really inspired like they can make a Super Bowl run so I think they want to keep up that momentum and honestly the crowd there last week was electric I didn't think that stadium was going to get that loud it got really loud like you could hear it through the broadcast and the announcers made note of it a couple times so I think the crowd is going to be involved early especially if the Rams can jump ahead it's going to be hard for the Cardinals to play you know catch up um, fully obviously Kyler Murray's been really good to start the year but uh, I, I think it is a good line, like you said. I think the Rams, if they do cover, it'll be close. It'll be like, you know, they might they might be up, you know, two or three in the fourth quarter, and then they'll have like a late touchdown with like three minutes to go that puts it out of reach. But you're you're going to have to sweat it. But uh, I, I still like the Rams in this one. I think they build off their momentum. You want to go head-to-head then? We can. <laughs> All right, let's go head-to-head. Head. I got challenge. the Cardinals plus four and a half. You got the Rams minus four and a half. Let's put it on the board, baby. Book it down. Um, <laughs> You speaking about the Ravens? Let's get into that game now because it's Ravens versus the Broncos. Uh, it's been swaying. Like Broncos were minus one and a half. Now the Ravens are minus one. So like it's been back and forth. Over under is at forty five. I don't want to sound like too much of a homer, but I like my boys, the just Denver Broncos. Up. Yeah, to get just it done. we knew you were going there. <laughs> yeah. um, it, but it, look, it's. It's it's a toss up because we don't know what Baltimore kind of like laid a goose egg last week against Detroit, but I think Detroit's better than people expect, and Denver has just been killing every single team they played so far, regardless of what their record is. Yeah, and I think that I think the reason the line has been fluctuating or it's been so low is because the Ravens laid an egg. Like if they went to Detroit last week and won by fifteen or more, I think the line's probably like three or four. Three, yeah. Um, but they didn't. And, you know, even though they escaped with the win, it wasn't very convincing. So I think that's why Vegas kind of brought it down. Um, the only thing you have to worry about for Baltimore is I think they get a defensive, uh, interior defensive guy back. And then they also get, I think Bateman and Boykin come off of IR. Yeah. Bateman's Bateman was activated this week. Yeah. And so they, you know, that's going to give Lamar some more weapons. Um, I think the interesting thing too, and why I I feel like we're going to go head to head again on this. I feel like I would lean Baltimore after giving it some Uh-oh. thought is even though they did technically lay an egg and they only won by two last week. I think they actually if I go back and look at it, they should have won by like eight to ten points. But Hollywood Brown had two point blank. He touchdown sucks, drops. man. Um, coming from somebody who has him in the fantasy lineup and started him last week. Um that was very frustrating to see him leave me about 18 points on the board throughout the game that would have potentially won me my matchup. But um, without those two drops, I mean, wide open point blank touchdowns, I think that Baltimore probably had that game convincingly. So I think that maybe Vegas is putting this line really low to get people to take Denver, you know what I mean? To kind of do the old bait and switch. So I'll, if you want to go Denver, I'll go to battle with you and I'll take Baltimore. Um, let me look at the line right now. It's the Ravens minus one. So I'll be yeah. happy to take the Ravens. Just, I mean, it's essentially a pick them. So I'll, I'll take the Ravens. If you want to take the Broncos. Well, here's why you take the Broncos. And let, let me tell you why Teddy Bridgewater, man. Teddy covers. 
Yeah, two gloves, dude. I mean, it's <laughs> ridiculous. He's he's one of the best QBs in the NFL right now when it comes to the statistical stats. And it's like, oh, well, can they do it against Baltimore? Sure, they can do it against Baltimore. All they gotta do is drive the ball ball down the field and score. They're gonna they're gonna keep the ball as long as they want to keep it out of eight's hands. Now, the thing yep. with Denver is like you gotta be able to contain Lamar Jackson. You gotta be, make him like beat you through the air. And Von Miller, Malik Reed, um, Demontre Jones, like. They're going to do a good job of trying to keep Lamar in the pocket so that way he can throw the ball. Rashad Bateman coming back, he, he's a rookie. I don't even think he played a preseason game. So it's like he's going to go up against either Sertan or um, Kyle Fuller. Like, I'm, I'm cool with that. Get shut down too. And I don't I don't know if, like, is Sammy Watkins playing? Like, I don't believe in Hollywood Brown, but like Denver's corners are fast enough to keep up with Hollywood Brown. So he doesn't be in deep. You got Justin Simmons, and cream Jackson being the safety blankets back there. Like I'm just cool with like them shutting down the Ravens passing game. It's just, you got to keep Lamar in the pocket. And I think uh, Josie jewel was a big miss, but he wouldn't be fast enough to contain Lamar Jackson as like a spy linebacker. And I think uh, AJ in the middle. And then uh, they got Schnard, who's like a rookie from Wake Forest. I think they're, they're like, pretty speed guys to be able to go and tackle Lamar Jackson when they need to. Vic Fangio will come up with something like there's no doubt about it. Yeah, for sure. And like, I, I don't, you know, I, I, again, I'm picking Baltimore more for the sake of the discussion, but like, I totally agree with your point on their secondary being able to keep up with the speed of, of uh, Hollywood and, and some of these other guys. And, you know, again, by the way, we shouldn't call him Hollywood anymore after those drops. He's got to be Marquise now. Like you, you don't get the Hollywood name anymore. He is Marquise, and I traded Marquise today. So, um, <laughs> you, you dropped you dropped two point blank touchdowns, and you're gone. Uh, so I'll, I'll send you the trade after, so you can see what it was. But um, yeah, I, I think they do have. I mean, Sertan, as we've talked about each week, has been incredible. He's the the odds-on favorite for defensive rookie of the year right now, uh, deservedly. So. I don't know. Asante Samuel Jr. is pretty good too. He is. He is pretty good. Um, I just i I would vote Sertan. He's been like a wrecking ball everywhere. Um, yes. But, you know, their secondary is good. And, you know, the fact that Bateman and Boykin haven't played with Lamar yet, it's going to, you know, that that chemistry, you know, it takes time to build that up. So if they can mm-hmm. slow down the receivers and, like you said, contain Lamar, you know, that Lamar is at his danger. He's the most electric runner at quarterback that we've ever had, even more so, I think, than Michael Vick. Um, and it's, you know, that's the key, obviously, to always beating them. So if they can do that, keep, you know, the Ravens under 20 points, I think, that will be a recipe for Denver to, to have a chance to win it. But uh, it was weird because for- Vic, Vic Vangio said he was like, it's like watching Barry Sanders back there. And I was just like, whoa, hold on. But like, that, that's a little, maybe you have a point a statement, but <laughs> Lamar is electric. Like he, he does make guys miss pretty frequently and his ability to cut. It's not natural. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's right. a gift for sure. And but, this uh, is a huge game for the Broncos. Like, it's going to be loud there. The mile high atmosphere is going to be electric. I mean, it's one of the best like um, football environments like in the playoffs. Like remember watching the AFC championship games with Tom Brady would go in there and just like not get a click in against Denver. It's, it's one of the most electric atmospheres you can see. 
And, well, and you do have that, that, that does play a factor as well too, you know, with Lamar, like the altitude, you know, he goes for a 25 yard run. Does he get winded? Know? Right. Yeah. I mean, he's in good shape, but everybody gets winded, you know, and having to adjust to it, you can't prepare really for it. So, um, kind of the defense too, like they, if you keep the Ravens defense on the field a long time, they're going to be gassed. It's a residual effect throughout four quarters. So that, that also goes in, in Denver's favor. So I'm interested to see, um, just do not let it come down. Don't give the Ravens the ball down three or down or up three or you know two or whatever late because Tucker will hit us. You give him sixty six in that altitude, he doesn't need the crossbar. So yeah, he will, he will most certainly end the game if you if you give Baltimore the last. Oh, uh, how awesome would it be if like Denver did the same thing and like Brandon McManus trots out for sixty eight and hits it? Oh my goodness, what a what an ultimate like checkmate that's like this is like a pokemon battle where like i'm throwing out justin tucker who's like oh. you know a, a legendary one and then you're like let's try out brandon mcmanus who's like fine don't get me wrong nothing wrong with him but um <laughs> i'll take justin tucker every day of the week <laughs> um, i'm saying brandon mcmanus has got a leg too man he he's out there like kicking like 70 yarders in pregame in mile high but yeah, no, he does. It, that'll be fun. I'm really interested. That's that's a four o'clock game, obviously, with it being in Denver. So um, I'm really interested to to see that game. I can't wait to watch it. Um, do you want? So I've given you basically four out of my five picks this week. Do you want my fifth one? It's it's another teaser. Well, hold on. I, I want to talk about one last game, and that's sure. Tom Brady's homecoming going into. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't have that, that. So that's fine. Uh, I think the Bucks smoke him. I think so too. I just am a little hesitant. I think Brady might have, like, it might take Brady a quarter to get rolling because of just the nervous energy that's going to be, you know, you're playing. See, I don't think he has nerves. Like, if he doesn't have nerves at age 44, when the hell is he going to get them? Listen, TB12 helps you with your body and, like, staying healthy. It doesn't help you with nerves. So, you know, I think he's going to have a little bit. Um, eh, like, the fans are going to, they're not going to, if they boom, it won't be serious. If they're going to give him a big ovation. Um, oh, they're going to get standing go. And even though the Patriots have not impressed me so far this year, and they definitely laid an egg last week, if anybody can game plan for Tom Brady, it's the guy who coached him for 20 years. It's the guy who saw him every day in practice. Um, yeah. So I'm sure the guys are going to be on the Patriots side. They're probably going to be amped up, kind of like for Andy Reid with the Chiefs. I think that the guys are going to be amped up for the Patriots. And again, I think Tampa still wins it. I don't have any doubts about that. There's just a talent gap there. But I think it could be something where, like, the Patriots are up 10-7, like, close to halftime. And you're like, how did we get here? But then Tampa pulls away in the second half. And they're just going to flirt with that seven-point line or six, six and a half, whatever it's been at. They're going to flirt with that for most of the game, um, and then probably pull away late. Like I could see, like you know, Mike Evans touchdown with a minute to go to just kind of seal it. See the thing, the matchup that uh, everyone's going to be eyeing Tom Brady versus the New England defense. Like, how is he going to do? But the matchup that I'm intrigued with is like Mac Jones going up against that crazy Tampa Bay defense. Now, Tampa Bay has let up a bunch of like passing game, like deep passes and stuff we saw when they played the cowboys mm -hmm. we've seen it with like atlanta at times in that second week and we saw it last week against the rams it's are they going to be able to put pressure are they going to full send everybody to go get mac jones are they going to play a little they bit should. more like cover two or whatever because mac jones like he he didn't have any playmakers to throw the ball to last week against the saints and the saints really took advantage of it they had a pick six that went through uh john smith's hands 
it's like, uh, okay. But Tampa's like pass defense, you can pass on them. I just don't know that Mac Jones is there yet when it comes to opening up the playbook to take deep shots with Josh McDaniel's offense. I don't think they trust him that much yet. And I think they're going to try to keep running the ball. And Tampa stuffs the run better than anybody in the NFL. So I think I that's more going towards the Bucks' favor when it comes to minus seven because Tom Brady's going to score, right? They're going to score at least, I think, 20 to 28 points, right? So mm -hmm. it's a matter of can do England put points on the board to keep up? I just don't know if they will. Right, and if you're if you're going for Tampa like you are, like that's your argument that they're the best or one of the best run defenses in the league. So that's what they're going to shut down with New England, and they're going to make Mac Jones, you know, have to beat them through the air. And that's the strategy you should play. I mean, if they if they really want to do it, they should just treat it like they treated Mahomes last year in the Super Bowl: constant pressure all night, make him go on the move, make him make throws on the run because yeah. Mac Jones can't do it like Mahomes can. So. Um, I would I would be blitzing early and often if I were Tampa, and I think they will. I think they're smart enough to know. Um, Topols is a great defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have they have really good coordinators all around. Like Leftwich is a good offensive coordinator, and Aaron's is a good coach. Like they have a really smart system down there. So um, I think yeah, I, I agree, and I, I think maybe as I think about it more towards the weekend, I'll probably opt to really be confident in the Bucks minus seven. Um, mm -hmm. but like I said, it's just like that first quarter, maybe a little, you know, kind of like how the first quarter was against the Rams. Like it took Brady a little bit to get going. And unfortunately that cost them because the Rams and Stafford got going quicker, but the Patriots won't be able to build like a big lead. If you know, said, if anything, they might be able to keep it tied or have like a field goal lead after the first quarter, but that's kind of about it for them. They're going to, so sputter. then would you go uh first half spread? Would you go Patriots plus four then if that's the case? Hmm. Oh, that's that's even that I don't know. <laughs> even though I just argued for it, I don't know if I could. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't trust the page. Like after what I saw last week, like I just don't trust that. You know, the Saints have a good defense. All you know, not going to knock them or anything, but I just yeah. thought that the Patriots would make that much more of a game, and they didn't. So I'm kind of gun shy with the Patriots right now. Right. If if anything, what I would do is I would do. I'm pretty sure you can do it with these games. Um, you can do like the double result where it's like, yeah, Bucks leading absolutely. At half time, Bucks leading at the end of the game. Yeah, Bucks. The so Bucks Bucks winning at halftime. Bucks winning end of the fourth quarter is my is it's minus one fifty five. But I mean, comparatively to like, yeah, comparatively to like what it could be if like they start out seven or ten nothing if they get a lead early that'll be off the board. So. Um, yeah, I mean, if anything, I would go that. But it'll, it'll be interesting. It'll just be interesting to see, like, the reaction to see if, like, you know, the, the, what you should do is the over-under for the amount of times that the announcers are going to mention Brady and Belichick in the same sentence together. Oh, uh, like, yeah, careers, absolutely. It's going to be a lot. Al um, Michaels is going to kill that. Like, he's he's going to make that, like, well-known within. You might, you might hit five at, like, the end of the first quarter. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. I mean, they did it during the Super Bowl, too. They kept bringing up you know, Bill Belichick while they were playing the chiefs and, and whatnot. So it'll be, uh, it'll be an early and often thing, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, it, it's always unique to see some of those guys go back. Like when Peyton went back to Indy, he got the huge ovation and everything like that. So you, you have those guys Brett Favre going back to green Bay, got booed. No, Favre, <laughs> Favre did it to himself. Um, yeah. <laughs> Favre really did it to himself. So he deserved all the booze, but, uh, I, yeah, I think it's going to be 90% clapping, 10% booze. Like you'll hear some booze because just, just the way it ended in like that crazy dramatic fashion. Uh, and on that pick six, which was hysterical. I love it. 
But even with the drama between the organization and Tom Brady's camp, it's like, yeah, that's that's, you know, that's overblown too. Like that's where I don't, I really, I don't really care for Tom Brady, and that's his. It's just his PR team going out there. I mean, he's got his trainer who's been saying not nice things about the Patriots all week, and it's like, yeah, because they didn't want you bringing all that TB12 crap in the locker room. Like he's more salty than anything about that. But oh yeah, they, they are what they are. Like Belichick is one of the greatest coaches of all time. But he's also an ass and he does things his way and, you know, it's worked. So you can't argue against it, but he is who he is and he's not changing. And Brady is who he is and he's not changing. And I think the more I've thought about it, the more I because people are like, oh, is it is it Brady? Was it Brady's? You know, was he the reason for all that? Was Belichick the reason? And for a while, I was on the Belichick side. Here's the answer. The answer is it was both of them at the perfect time together with an incredible set of defense, and they just drafted well for years. Like, it was a perfect match on both ends. I don't think one did it over the other. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you had all those years that they, you know, in the early 2000s up until 2010 when they won the Super Bowls, they had a great defense. Brady was really good. They had a good running game, and they had serviceable receivers. And then the back half of the, the century so far, Belichick has drafted pretty well or made smart trades. And, you know, then I mean, they sort of got lucky, right? They get the Atlanta just completely crap in the bed. They get an extremely favorable matchup against the Rams with Jared Goff um, in 2018 or 19, whenever that was. So I think they had a little more luck in the second half than people would like to admit. But, you know, I just think that the two of them, It's I, I don't like the debate of, like, whose team was it? Who was the reason for the success? They both – it was both. Like, they both – did it together and they both were equally 50 50 and that's that's the hill that i'll stand on well the hill i'm gonna stand on they couldn't beat denver in the playoffs i mean they stopped them so yeah oh i'm happy about that i believe me as a peyton fan i was really happy even even jake plummer beat them like yeah we're going back like jake plummer beat them in the uh afc divisional round so yeah and they had the you know Patriots had the tuck rule which was ridiculous they had you know they had the easiest division for 15 years or you're playing the jets you're playing the bills who until recently were not good um the dolphins or you know except for like one or two years were not good so they were guaranteed basically six wins a year and uh you know they just it is what it is you know brady's really good i don't think he's the greatest of all time he's the most accomplished he's the most accolades obviously and there's no debate no one's ever going to catch him but i've seen quarterbacks that are more talented um rogers mm-hmm. Mahomes, probably peyton so you know, that's, as far as that, I know, I know that's not a popular opinion, but that's just what I feel. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I've definitely gone over my allotment of time. I didn't plan to talk about Tom Brady for more than about a minute. So <laughs> this is way over my allotment than what I would have liked. Yeah. You got dial up over there? Is that dial up? I do. I do. I'm at the office and the fax machine likes to ring. So I feel uh, like I'm in 1995. <laughs> All right. Three best bets. Let's hear them. Um, three best bets. Let's see. I definitely like, I would say Jags Bengals over 46 and a half. Like we talked about. I like that one. Um, okay. I like the, I'm sorry. This fax machine is killing yeah. me right now. <laughs> How about this? You give your picks first and I'll mute my mic. All right, fine. Yeah. We'll wait for that to go out. All right. So Detroit plus three. Uh, that's one of my best bets. I think this Detroit team is so much better. And then you talk about the Chicago disarray. I just, I got to fade Matt Nagy. He he did me dirty last week. 
but it's still like he, his offense stinks. It is not good. They can't u- utilize Allen Robinson. They can't get David Montgomery going. They can't. Mm-hmm. They can't get any offense, no matter who it is back there. I think he's so attached to Andy Dalton that like he really like made Justin Fields look bad. My opinion, maybe an inside job or whatever. <laughs> but I'm going with, I'm going with the Lions uh, there. Then I'm also going to go with the Saints uh, minus seven against the Giants. First home game for the Saints, and it's uh, no, it's October. We're finally seeing them home after the Hurricane Ida kind of put them away from the Superdome from Week One uh, when they got, went against the Green Bay Packers because yep, they I had like played in Jacksonville. You remember that? Uh, I just don't know what this Giants. They're struggling to find wins, and uh, you're going up against a Saints team that's going to be really jacked up to play in the Superdome. Uh, it depends on what Jameis you get, of course. But uh, we had the ultimate Jameis Winston play last week where he was falling down, chucked it up, and then Callaway caught it, which was incredible to watch. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just don't know where the mentality and where the state of mind is amongst the Giants players in that locker room. Are they believing in Joe Judge because he's going to be like that hard just like kind of be like old school football? But uh, it, it might like deteriorate in their mind. So I'm going to do Saints minus seven. And then I'm also going to put. Man, I'm going to put Cardinals plus four and a half on there for the same reasons that I stated. Look, it's going to be back and forth, um, be a little bit of a shootout game, but I think it's going to be close to where it's a field goal game uh, at best during the late night and um, two minutes to go, late game situations, maybe even overtime for a field goal, uh, but overtime would scare me with four and a half, but I feel comfortable taking Arizona plus four and a half. I think they're a lot better than people think, and I think they they might sprinkle sprinkle a little bit of money line on there. Uh, I think they might win the game. So I'll go with Cardinals. I'll go with Detroit, and I'll go with the Saints. I got two dogs on there. Yeah, so. nah, I see that. I, I mean, I'm with you. I'll definitely go with Detroit. I think that I definitely agree with you on that. I think that we can't trust Matt Nagy, and the Lions are definitely due for a win, especially after a strong performance last week. Um, one that we didn't really talk about, but I sort of like the Cowboys minus four and a half. I know that's I dang, I like that too. I think they're like a legit team. <laughs> um, with you know the way that the Cowboys normally operate, but they're at home again, so they didn't have to travel this week. They you know got to rest some guys late in the fourth last week against the Eagles, uh, with McCaffrey pretty much all but you know certain to be out. Uh, that's a huge, obviously, party. He's the best player on their team by a mile. And I think just asking Sam Darnold to get into a shootout with Dak Prescott is not going to result in a lot of positives no. for you. So I think Carolina can keep it close for a little bit because their defense has been pretty good. But I know they lost J.C. Horn and whatnot due to injury, so they're going to be a little shorthanded. Um, and I, I think that Dallas will pull away in the second half. So I think that's at four and a half right now. Um, so Lions, the Cowboys, and then... Some of these other numbers I don't like. I want to take the Packers, but I just feel like they could also have a letdown game, even though the Steelers have not looked good. So I'll stay away from that. And I will go with I'll just go right against you. Just give me give me the Rams four and a half. I'm gonna ride the Stafford wave. Stafford's my fancy quarterback. He's been excellent. And uh I just think that the Cardinals have you know, Kyler Murray's decision making, I think, is going to cost them a couple points, whether it's with a fumble or an interception or something late. I think it's going to cost them. And I think they build the Rams keep riding that momentum um, after the Tampa win. So I'll go Lions, the Rams and then the Cowboys. That's our best bets for the week. Um, you have any college football picks? 
I do. I do. Um, didn't do a lot of research again, but I'm also 16 and eight on the year. So who Woo! needs research when you're doing Peter. that? Well? <laughs> um, although this could be the week my luck runs out. So first up, um, even though I'm probably going to be wrong on this one, Penn State, they're 12 and a half at home against Indiana. Love it. Um, they struggled a little bit last week against Villanova, but I think that they'll they'll pick it up. It's a night game. Penn State tends to play Revenge a little bit Revenge game from night. last year. Right, exactly. Um, next up, I have Army, 7.5 at Ball State. The troops are on a roll. They keep covering for the most part, except for that one week. Um, and I just think that right now their rushing attack is just going to put up a lot of points, and they're going to be able to cover that. Um, what's the next one? Oh, we're back to... I'm going to go back to Nick Saban, Alabama. They're, I got them at 14 and a half at home against Ole Miss. I think that, you know, Ole Miss isn't a bad team. Obviously, they're ranked 12th, but I think Bama's, you know, like I, said, I just think this is the same thing every week. I think I'll pick Bama pretty much every week. They're just on a mission this year. Saban is going to keep those guys focused, and they just have so much talent on both sides of the ball. Um, so Alabama 14 and a half. I also have the under in that game. It's at 79 and a half, and I get it. Both teams can put up a lot of points. But this could be one of those statement games where, like, Ole Miss thinks they're going to go into Alabama and, you know, show something, and Alabama just shuts them down completely, um, and they win it, like, 45 to 10. So I think 79 is and a half is a lot of points in any, any sort of game. So I think it'll be under that. And then I have two more. Texas A&M at home. They're 7.5 against Mississippi State. Um, we like the, the 12th man or whatever they're called down there place should be rocking for a nice sec battle and then the last one is florida minus seven and a half at kentucky um florida was really impressive when they um you know rebounded against tennessee after that tough alabama loss and so i think they'll keep the momentum on the road against the wildcats interesting card uh, I, I so, remember you were you were a big tennessee guy too that correct? Uh, yeah they didn't do they didn't do well gotcha. and let me down the wrong pole <laughs> hey, uh, you had this podcast with me. You could have done it. You could have switched. Yeah, I could have. I could have. But I can't. I can't switch on my guy like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, fair enough. You're just as long as you mark it in the, the loss category, yeah. that's all I care about. Uh, I have my upset. I have my upset picks. Um, if you want to listen to CFP 100, you can do so over there. We go in depth with college football more when it comes to some of the lines. But it was recorded on Monday, so they may have changed. But I do like I uh, Iowa to get upset this week by Maryland on Friday night. Uh, but that was scratched from my card because I want to take Rutgers to beat Ohio State. I think it's at like 16 or something like that. I think they get the home upset. Uh, Ohio State's program is in disarray. Uh, I like <laughs> Kentucky to get the upset over Florida. Um, I just think that Kentucky is a lot better and Florida is always up and down when it comes to like their players. Dan Mullen doesn't know how to coach a team, in my opinion, to keep them motivated week after week. And then my other upset was Kansas State. Uh plus 10 and a half against Oklahoma. I think they win that game as well. Uh, I'm going big game hunting, like I said. Uh, so I like that. Kansas State kind of worries me because they're going to be on like their second or third string quarterback, but I think their defense is good, and I think Oklahoma has looked like shit. So that's why. Uh, that's my upsets. And then also I have Nevada plus six and a half against Boise uh, to get the upset over there. So those you are my the, upset. You want the Fresno State late at night against Hawaii at like midnight? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> One tricky but line though is like does, and then if you need to bet that, yeah, game, that's like always I'll, in your back pocket. If, if you want my college football card, I'll tweet out my whole card. But those are the dogs I'm going with to pull off the upset. Those are my money line bets. 
And Kansas State is going to be the heavy one out of them. I have like a system with my dad or uncle to where we we put like a hundred on the dog and it just keeps rolling over. So like Notre Dame hit last week. It was like at, I got it at plus two hundred. So we have like three hundred there. We're gonna put three hundred on K State to get the upset and just keep it rolling, rolling, rolling. There you and go. Like, K-State would pay out to like $1,025. So why not? We're going to be big K-State guys. <laughs> you could be with these NFL and college parlors. You could be really rich going into next week's podcast. I could, dude. Oh, my goodness. If, if that parlay hits tonight and then K-State wins ballgame, I think we're going to have to like put the Shane O'Mac like money song as like the intro song. Because like I, I would just be covered. and I'd just be like, all right, I got like 50 plays this week. Uh, here, I bet the entire board. <laughs> yeah, it should be. Hopefully, it's a profitable week. Hopefully, we we give out some winners, and you know, this time next week, we should be celebrating my uh, Rams over Cardinals win as well. Uh, that's not true. That's not going to happen. We're going to celebrate Broncos winning too. So uh, we're going to celebrate Cardinals and Broncos winning. All right, so that'll do it for this week's uh, Bench Bros Pick Show. Go ahead, uh, follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Bench Bros Sports. And the Instagram is at Original Bench Bros. We post our podcast up there. We post like little cool videos and things of that nature on those pages. So go ahead and give us a follow there. Go to our website, BenchBrosSports.com uh, to look at more uh, podcasts that are being posted. We got the NFL Weekly Drive. We got the CFP 100. And we, of course, have this show, the Bench Bros Pick Show. So go ahead and listen to all of those. Share the podcast. They're, they're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other uh, media services. Go ahead and share it around. Share it with your grandmother. Share it with everybody. So uh, thanks for listening to the show. Jordan, last thoughts. Uh, thanks again for having me. Can't wait to do this next yeah. week. And we have hopefully a better board. I, th- I feel like even though we gave you some confident picks, the board is a little shaky. So hopefully we it pan is. out. Um, and next week we'll be we'll be back at it. Um, as always, go Browns and Lakers preseason game starting about a week and a half. So get ready for that. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you're a Penguins fan. Uh, not gonna win this year. I'm, I'm no, sorry, no, but... especially with Crosby and Malkin out for the beginning of the year. It's gonna be a bad start. <laughs> Yikes! Like they might, they they might lose the uh the Sabers. Like it's it's hey, no. Sabers are so bad. Let's not Ugh. let's not turn this in the first take where you just make wild accusations. Come on! Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> You're right. First take is just like Stephen A. versus whoever he wants to talk to now. So um, yeah, that was Jordan Vitkowskis. I'm Wesley Splain. Go ahead and get those bets in. Get the tickets in. Get the winning tickets in. That's the show. We're out of here.